which is the important part, right? The mic is clip. The mic's not clipping anymore. I just I feel like I sound weird. Cam, Cam, you you ran into a what 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 can only be known as a hot mic situation the other week. What's that? You know uh, where you know the mic was hot, but you didn't know about it. I did. Yeah, I, I remember it was. Uh, we were having a meeting with some of the corporate investors. Uh, and it was sort of like you thought you thought the phone was hung up and you were saying some things. They heard that? You were caught in a hot mic. A hot mic. That's what it's uh that's what it's called. I don't think there was anybody there named Mike. It was just a hot mic. I like hot mic in the office. <clears throat> you know, like when uh like when Tony Romo and Al Michaels made fun of uh military flybys. Or when the, uh, I think it was like the Cincinnati Reds announcers called, uh, told somebody to go back to Homotown or something like that. Or the fa- fag capital of the world. They didn't know the mic was turned on. You missed that? Yeah, I missed all these. Cam, as a radio personality, you need to be aware of some of the, the follies, right? And some of those might be the hot mic. Tonight on two C's in a pod, 96.7 on your... Two C's in a pod, 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 these mics are hotter than Lola from the movie Shark Tale. That's right, everyone. We're diving right into this. Quiet on the set. Can we please have quiet on the set? The part that I also don't like about it is that this was, uh, this was fantastic, of course. No, never seen it. Never seen it. I, 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 I love what you're doing. Wow. I like that. Okay, so I got a few things. Yeah, I don't think we have time to do this. It is the Shark Tale critical review where um, we, two movie critics extraordinaire, are doing the deepest, see the pun, deepest dive into the reef to see the lovable character Oscar learn a lesson about himself. Or, you know what? Let's let's get right into this here. Okay. Is this a buddy cop or is this a coming of age? Uh, first of all, my name's Cameron Osborne. Thanks for the fantastic introduction there, uh, Cam. Getting right to the point this evening. This is all I've been thinking about. I think you're going to say it's a buddy cop because you're going to think uh, Sebastian, the whale washing dolphin, is the buddy cop to Oscar. Uh, no, yeah, no, this is a buddy cop movie. This is a this is a Lenny Oscar buddy cop movie. But that's right, folks. Um, normally, you know, we're we're still here with our scheduled radio time, and we thought, given the success of pr- the previous films and episodes, a la um, Batman, the first one they ever made, or uh, the Con Air special, uh, that's right, Cam. We we thought we would dive right on to the because if we're talking animated films from the early to mid two thousands, based in the ocean. This one uh, cracks the top. Uh, of my there's list. only one place where mine goes, and that's right, and that is, uh, and that is, uh, that, that's that's Shark Tale. So let's. Uh, how how did we get into this? This was like a few weeks ago. 
you and I came to the conclusion that we both have seen this movie before. Is that all um, we're going off of? No, there was something else to it. There was something else. Was Old that. slobs, I think listeners, we were, we let were us looking know. At insect movies, maybe we were talking about insect movies. Oh, and how we were saying. Well, were I guess shit. the next one we have to watch is ants. I guess because if you're talking animated films from the early 2000s about insects, it's ants or go home. I think maybe that's where we came into, and then we said, "Is there?" I don't remember exactly, and I don't think there's any under good underwater movies other. I can't think of Otherwise, a singer, single not animated ones. I can't think of a single other animated movie that takes place underwater. It's oh, like it's such be an Finding un- Nemo. It's such oh. Um, I oh, I was trying to get you to not say it. I was trying to get you to not say that as if it was a joke, as if uh, you know this one was the only one in my mind. But that's right. Let's just hop right into it because we are talking about the 2004 fantasy epic Shark Tale. Um, okay, I'm hopping to what were you? When when was the last time you saw this movie? This movie impacted oh, you as a kid. You know what? It's, it, uh, as soon as I turned on it, it felt like it was yesterday because I knew all the lines to it. I knew all the punchlines. I was grooving along to the beats. It's probably been five years. No, that's not true. It's probably been about a year because I watched it like last year just by myself in the morning. I, I, uh, of course, in one, in one of your probably like half uh, bed or half uh, half baths where you watch half a movie in one bath. That's correct. Yeah. You, uh, you likely were, likely scenario. You were underwater. You wanted to watch a movie about being underwater. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, no, it uh, brought back some uh, just just instant, instant quick laughs. I mean, you start off with the introduction where you are immersed into the reef where Oscar, the fun-loving nobody who wants to be a somebody, lives in this world where there's taxi drivers who have arabic and jamaican accents there's ads for gup instead of gap and you know everything you can imagine for just play on words ocean wise is in front of you not sure why there's a traffic jam at one point where the fish are stuck behind a flipped over whale why they can't just go up or down but uh that's where the argument starts with the cab drivers Oh, the cabbies, the cabbies, that's where you're going. See, Cam, I think you need to look even even before the introduction to the reef, of course, because, you know, this is a DreamWorks movie because we're saying fuck Pixar. There, I said it. Fuck yeah. there Pixar. I fuck Pixar. There, I said it, right? So it's a DreamWorks movie, you know, the, class, the DreamWorks intro of the, the kid with the uh, who drops the fishing line into the, into the water. That's like their fucking Duh. logo, right? And we get to play it with a worm on there instead who has to, like, hold his breath going underwater. This was the first time I ever thought and thought to myself, like, oh, yeah, I guess worms don't breathe underwater. I, it's sort of Definitely never really not. it never really occurred to me that they did but it never really occurred to me that they didn't either ways you know the worm is caught by uh who we who we find out to be Lenny who will end up being one of our protagonists who uh kind of lets uh who's a shark a great white shark who lets him off without eating him uh which then becomes a theme and uh Cam I don't know if you noticed a bunch throughout this movie like uh the jaws theme kept coming back uh, well, I mean, the shark in Jaws, just the the sound, the the looming in the distance. Well, Cam, have the, you ever thought that you know this is this is a piece of music? How is why, why is Shark Tale allowed to use the Jaws theme song, and nobody else is? I'm I'm 
pretty sure it's be used very popularly. It can be used all the popularly. time. Of course, DreamWorks SKG, of course. The S in SKG stands for Steven Spielberg. Bet you didn't know that. Uh, so, of course, didn't this is Steven that. Spielberg's so that's production. that's how they connected it. This so is Steven Spielberg's production right company uh, making another movie. Because there's a bunch of Jaws references that kind of come through this. Uh, certainly, Spielberg talking to himself. The K stands for Jeffrey Klatzenberg, who you might know as the director of the movie. But yeah, that's right, Cam. Question. We do question. Tell me how you think about yes. this. Did, did uh, Steven Spielberg do the Titanic? No, that was James Cameron. Okay. Yes. The reason I was going to say that is because the shark layer that they're hanging out is supposed to be based on the Titanic on the outside is what it looks like. Sunken. Titanic on the outside. Different ship on the inside. Different ship on the inside. That's right. Yeah, Cam. So we find ourselves like going around this reef. Uh, the best ones that I caught um, was the reporters named Katie Current, and on the walk of uh, on the walk of fame, we got Jessica Shrimpson, Shrimpson, Cod Stewart, uh, and then there's a seal who like it says seal, and he just jumps on a seal. I thought that was good. Uh, yeah, we see other, all those other kind of stores. We see the prawn shop. They're shopping at Kelby Creams Donuts. Yeah. Uh, it's Kelp, isn't it Kelpie Cream? Kel Kelpie Cream, sorry. Sorry, yeah, Kelpie like Kelp. Cream. That makes more sense. And, uh, but no one's dining in at the Sushi Bowl restaurant. Yeah, which, uh, which you know, definitely caught your eye at first. You're like, sushi? Who's eating sushi? Tough. And That's, a the tough the That's a tough business to open. That's a tough business to open. The Japanese sushi man, who is also a fish. They do a very good job of characterizing, or character, character, Oof, this is a tough uh, one. Oh, it's going to be a tough one for you, Cam. It, it, this has like four syllables. To caricaturizing fish to make them look like a specific, like the jellyfish were clearly Jamaican, right? Oscar was clearly black, right? Angelina Jolie, extremely hot. That makes sense. Lola. <laughs> that that yeah. makes sense. That plays. But yeah, you're right, Cam. We eventually, we're making our way through this reef. We meet, uh, we meet our protagonist, Oscar. The uh, the Will Welcome to my crib. The Will Smith voice of the uh, character, uh, or sorry, the the Will Smith voice. He's our protagonist here. Um, he's a he's a cleaner fish with a pocket full of dreams. Can you? How else oh. would you describe him? Well, he is uh, he is a man who's very obsessed with material possessions mm -hmm. and thinks that without them, uh, he is nothing. And it is a repeating theme throughout the movie. You know, nobody loves a nobody. I want to be a somebody. And he pretends to be a somebody by standing in front of a billboard of a house going, welcome to my crib, um, until he gets made fun of by these smaller fish, which are uh, illustrated as kids, and then running into the love of his life, or sorry, the love of hmm, a friend of his who works with him, Angie the fish, who respects him for who he is but he doesn't respect him for who he is because he wants the fame the glory but he's a fun lovable character who is irresponsible takes dumb risks but you know what everyone loves him in the end well i think well one thing well, the, the, the most important part of note here is that we get to see what ends up being a major scene which is the whale wash which i guess is like a car wash for whales but the whales who are like people so it's um yeah, but it makes sense, you know, the uh, the Oscar character is supposed to be a blue streak cleaner race, uh, which is actually a type of fish that uh, gets its nutrients by cleaning whales. 
Um, no, even that. though it looks more like a dolphin fish, I think that's kind of the way it's meant to kind of play out. And all the other people who work there, all the other uh, blue streak cleaner fish, um, are also like that's how they get their nutrients and stuff, right? Um, but they're never seen eating that fit, the the gup that comes off it. He is a tongue scrubber, but he does not eat the scrubbings that come off the tongue. Yeah, we only see the make that we don't see anybody eat food besides the sharks. I don't think there's any other. Meal uh, besides the sharks eating? I think, yeah, they're eating at the dinner table, and I think at one point the octopus is eating. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. But yeah. uh, um, before we move on, um, Oscar does have a great line about his dreams of opening up a bottled water company, uh, which I guess would be the equivalent of just kind of like opening an oxygen bar in the middle of the, uh, in the, middle of the mall or something. That's, yeah, just, be, just the underwater equivalent. Um, then we, uh, we 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 flash scenes. We go over to um, like our antagonist, right? The mu- the music kicks in where we meet Don Lino. Uh, do we at this point? Yeah, I think we can't. We, we cut right to here. this whole movie. Ha- yeah. Like it's just very yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It very, cuts over. It, cuts. it goes right to stuff and never a dull moment. Right. So De Niro. Who is Don Nero? They didn't really come up with much Don, there. No, Don Lino is the name. Oh, Don Lino. L-I-N-O, I thought it was Don Nero. Yeah. Don Lino. Uh, so Don Lino is the the mob boss. He is played by De Niro, um, who is the f- father of Frankie and Lenny. And Frankie is the killer shack, and he's ready to take over the family business. Come on, pops. I, I can take care of it. And Lenny is the sweetheart who's a vegetarian shark and maybe just isn't ready to control the reef. And, you know, what's the uh, what's the octopus's name again? Uh, oh, fuck. I don't, think I, I don't think I really caught it. I had a weird I had a weird version in this movie where it wasn't quite nice quality. <laughs> I had oh, like a, yeah. I had like a half one. Um, Luca, that's his name. Luca, yeah, Luca's a great character in the in the movie, in my yeah. opinion. The uh, right hand really brings man brings a lot of just like to yeah. state right the boss, obvious. right boss. You know, a lot of that, just just the comical relief in these tense, tense moments of just deliberations between the mob. Yeah, I think they call, um, think they call them a sit down. The sit downs, yeah, sit down. At one is point, the, official term. the sit down, um, and at one point, this is what's going around town. You know, people would talk. You know. And they're talking because Lenny isn't carrying his weight around the the uh, I guess the ocean floor, the reef. The reef he doesn't have this. Yeah. Now, then we learn about the business relationships between Sykes, the manager at the whale wash. Right. He's uh he's like a blowfish. He's uh or yeah. pufferfish rather, voiced by Martin Scorsese. There's a great moment here where uh. Um, Oscar, so I guess we, we meet Sykes who's there with, um, the two jellyfish, uh, with Ernie and Bernie. They're kind of like his, Uh. they're kind of like his enforcers who end up being like, you know, funny little characters in the end. And Oscar comes rolling in, uh, singing the song, Don't Worry, uh, by Bob Marley. Or like every little thing is going to be all right or whatever. And he says a lyric wrong, uh, right in front of Ernie, who says like that's not the that's not the lyric that's not the lyric that's which, not the lyric man which I always thought was a very funny line because of course Ernie is portrayed by Ziggy Marley um so it would be funny His son uh, yes that is correct His son 
yes. so he was always oh, correcting him on his uh, on his dad's lines or whatever, right? But Sykes brings in Oscar to his office uh, to enforce the hell out of him because he owes him five thousand clams. Right, and the reason he's getting squeezed is because uh, Sykes is getting squeezed by Don Don Lino, the father again of Frankie and Lenny. Uh, so he comes in and he says, basically, I have been giving you money for all these stupid business ventures. It's time to pay up, big fella, or else. And that or else isn't entirely clear. It kind of seems like, you know, what? there's a scene later on where he gets tied up a little bit. And he, is he, are they going to kill him? Right. That's left a little bit to the imagination of the viewer as to what the consequences are for not. If yeah, if you want to believe line. that he would kill him, I'd say go for it. Right? And if you don't, that's okay too. And if you don't, that's up to you. That's up to you too, right? But he has he has twenty four hours to pay him back these five thousand which, clams. Which, which is fantastic. Seems like just I such wonder an what the realistic time frame though. It's like oh, I don't have any money. It's like how's twenty four hours sound? You're like Unreasonable. Well, you like, got You got to give them an amount change. of time that they can get the money, but can't quite skip town. You know, I'll give you seventy-two hours. In that amount of time, they could be. Uh, they could be on yeah. another reef. You know. Yeah, I guess. You've, I don't know. Have, have you never been, squeezed? Have, have, like have you that. never squeezed somebody like that? No, no. I'm normally you've never uh, like the one threatened somebody. You've never threatened somebody for for money. Like, hey, like, give me my money. I'll kill you. I'll kill your family. The latest thing I've done for squeezing people is anytime anyone borrows my tools, I say I have a strict one-week uh, rule on this. Yeah. Where if I don't have it back within seven days, you'll never borrow a tool from me again. And if you do bring it back within seven days, I people will always get it back to me within seven days. Always. But I think the 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 set it's established that it's like happy to lend out my tools, but here's the preconceived notion: if you don't do this, it's basically like. You've degraded my trust. I can't trust you, and you'll never get a tool again. If it's you don't, that's cool. Yeah. It's very simple. There's nothing wrong with letting somebody borrow something. There's also nothing wrong with yeah. me putting a timeline on how long I want you to have that thing. Can you have? Can you borrow my drill? Yeah, but you get it for a few days. Yeah. Well, that's why I say seven days, no more. Less, sure, but um, and I think people just go like, okay, that's cool. Because well, Cam, I, I guess, I guess, I guess the question tools. would be, I guess the question would be, could you? Ring up five thousand dollars in twenty four hours. Uh could I personally? Could you yes. personally? Exactly. Yeah, see, you would have had you. You see, you would have had no problem. You don't. Um, I don't think you and I can kind of understand the problems that Oscars. But deal I also with don't. I don't lend. I don't take money from my boss either. I'm not in that position. Also, wait, like, wait. Come never on, I got an idea. Explained what we were doing with, and also five thousand dollars isn't like a lot of money. Like it's not. <laughs> if it was twenty five thousand dollars, that's kind of like okay, shit. That is a lot of money. But yeah, uh, like, what now. can you do? Yeah. What can you do with five thousand dollars that you couldn't do without five thousand dollars? Yeah, that's a good point. I think it's. Is it just sort of like he's uh he he it's an you arbitrary know, number almost. He's just kind of this like uh he's he's just a, like a kid like a young guy spends his money on like gold chains and hip hop shoes and uh, and Kangol hats. Is that word what we're to believe? Uh, Sykes. Oscar or Oscar, yeah, I think Oscar's just living paycheck to paycheck. I mean, he's working at the whale wash, so uh, let's not assume that. It is dream. Anyways, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll the typical American has like less than four hundred dollars in their bank account at any time. That's a good so, point, I mean, and that's a good point. And if Shark Tale is anything, it is pretty much a story about Middle America. 
That's right. Let's never forget that, folks. Anyway, moving ahead. So Austria needs five thousand dollars in twenty four hours and goes to his best friend. No, wait, Angie. no, wait. Five thousand clams. It's a big, uh, clams, big difference sorry. because that's what I would wonder if we would call clams like the colloquial for dollars. I wonder what they would call the colloquial for clams. Do you think they call them like dollars or bucks? Uh, think about that. Hmm. Didn't think about that. Um, anyway, so Oscar needs to get some cash quick. He wants to live at the top of the reef, which I found that he's always saying he's like, I want to live at the top of the reef. Right. Which I found to be an interesting statement. It's like, you know, it's kind of. I just thought rationally, like, that's kind of a weird thing to live at the top of the reef versus the bottom reef. But I guess bottom of the reef, you're a bottom feeder. You you could literally right? be a bottom feeder. You know, top of the reef, uh, you get more sunlight. That's a good point. Right? You're yeah, closer, to, closer to the water surface, and you are literally climbing the success mountain. Makes That's a lot right. of sense, though, right? But he always want, he, he wants to live at the top of the reef because, of course, it's where we find out Oscar says that he's a little fish in a big pond, which I th would have to assume would have an entirely different meaning down there. Because um, that means that the sea fish have spoken to the land fish and have communicated like, hey, there is water on land and we've devised it into a couple different groups. Some's are, some are rivers, some are lakes, some are ponds. Uh, which I thought there's a whole shark tale that's just about like shit at the bottom of a lake, not sharks or anything, but like, well, I, I, like it's shark tale, but with walleye and largemouth bass. It is interesting to think that, um, a fish would have no idea how big the actual ocean is. Or maybe they right, do. They know the reef. Maybe they do. Maybe they've all they figured it out by now. You know, like they had a little Marco Polo Big of fish. their own who kind of, you know, they had their own Christopher Columbus. Oh, Happy Thanksgiving to our American listeners who went out and destroyed the lives of millions of other little fish, like other little Native American fish, you know, indigenous fish. That's right. He said it. Little Chris Colum Christopher Columbus fish. And then the, they came over on uh, a little Mayflower. Love, love the idea. I, I never thought about love that. Love the idea. Shark Tale um, 2, we're writing it right now. You know, Oscar has these dreams of making it to the top of the reef, but that is only because uh, he's wanted to be he's wanted to be a tongue scrubber his entire life because his father was, no. and he looked up to his father so, so much, and this is kind of where we never meet the father or the mother for that case, but uh, you assume both have maybe passed well, on. I think you can also assume that their father would have 20,000 sons. Oh my God! When fish, when fish, yeah, they have so many things when they do it, right? <laughs> yeah, they just, they just, they make a thousand eggs, and they're like, let's see what survives. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a game of uh, quality. Yeah, yeah, fish, fish sex is purely quantity over quality. That's for sure. Oscar is a little fish in a big pond, but he, um, uh, he thinks he can move on. I think next up is uh, Don Lino. I like the back and forth good guys, bad guys thing. Uh, Lino's having a meeting with his kids at dinner about kind of like taking over the family business where in this restaurant filled with other sharks. So like sharks are the elite of the world. That's sort of, that's what's going on here, right? Everybody else eats plankton and scum and these guys, uh, you know, these guys get to eat um, shrimp. Shrimp, that's right, which, uh, we'll, we'll, as we'll learn, will come back to bite you in the end. Yeah, the little shrimp, Lenny, uh, Lenny won't eat the shrimp, and he kind of, like, lets them go, and a, a bunch of them kind of escape, and, uh, they're our little friends. We'll come back later. That's correct. So, uh, I think we're kind of jumping a real on a play speak here, because I think that meeting happened before he realized he needed the 5,000 clams. Oh, really? 
Yeah, because he like Sykes wouldn't have known Sykes wouldn't have been squeezing Oscar if he didn't get squeezed from Don Lino. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Right. Um so anyway, so now Oscar needs to come up with his five thousand clams in twenty four hours and goes to his old friend Ange, who uh, gives him a nice pink pearl to uh, that should that should raise five thousand clams that i guess is the equivalent of five thousand clam what a fish would need with a pearl i don't know i mean i guess <laughs> we, that's sort of like to figure that out that's sort of like oh my god that's sort of like you like your like as a as a gift somebody gives you a very nice looking piece of dog shit and then yeah, you're kind of like yeah, well, like an yeah. This, this is like a, another animal's byproduct. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, I've never really, I didn't really think about that. I just looked at shiny, and there's you'll notice one more thing that doesn't make sense in a minute, uh, and we'll get to that. So anyway, he goes to the uh, he's gonna meet Sykes at the racetrack to give him his money, but here's there's a there's a there's a lucky bid. For lucky day, the to win the race, and and he'll I don't know twenty times his profit or something like that, some ridiculous number. So he bets it all. He bets it all, Jerry. And as to be expected, the horse does terribly. Oh, there's so much in the middle because right after he says, "I'm going to be a millionaire," the words "millionaire," "millionaire," "millionaire" oh. pop up through, and we meet millionaire. Lola. Millionaire. The hot fish, and as soon as we see Lola, we hear us super fast. <laughs> Better watch out, she'll take your hash. She's a gold digger, digger, she's a gold digger, digger. She's a hoe. So if anything could tell you about the type of woman that this is, it's the song. The lyrics yeah. of the song let you know, but uh, so he goes up to see Sykes, and um, uh, Lucky Day starts having a tough time. He's, can't get he, out of the he can't get out of the gate. Uh, eventually, he does get out of the gate. He storms around, takes first, and then he like kicks himself in the head. And, uh, <laughs> and I I got a good laugh out of that one. And uh, Sykes, I think it's Sykes or Oscar, uh, has the quote where they say, "Who trips underwater and on what?" <laughs> <laughs> what a line. Yeah, I just I thought this movie had so many like clever, quick-witted lines. Um, so he somehow manages to get to the front of the pack, trips over, and then the cash is, boom, gone. Oh. And Sykes is not happy about it, bringing us to the scene where we don't know if uh, they're gonna kill him or not. Well, yeah, so now Sykes, or now the jellyfish, Bernie and Ernie, they're, uh, now they're doing over our buddy Oscar, who's tied to a cinder block going straight onto the ground, uh, to the floor, which for a human being would be certain death. But for a fish, I guess it's sort of like you're tied up. Yeah, it didn't seem like much. It seemed like what they were but really the waiting for but, was but a shark But the illusion, like, them. you see it, and you're like, yeah, that means, like, and they do make another swimming with the fishes joke later. Uh, but yeah, that's exactly how the mob would kill somebody is by tying a fucking cinder block to them and then swim with the fishes and they don't. But, uh, while, uh, while Oscar's being done over, 
um, Lenny and what's the other one's name? Frankie. They're kind of on like a training mission of sorts to try to get yeah. Lenny to eat a fish. Where of course they run into Oscar, who's being strung he's tied up, up, and he's just like, like perfect dinner. prey. And so Lenny goes for Oscar, and he like puts him in his mouth, and then, or like, sorry, no, he like, like, he like ruffles up the sand around him, and he's like, dude, fucking run away, I'm not going to eat you. And Oscar doesn't really get the, get the clue, because then when the now, sand sort of stops, uh, I would like to point Oscar's out exactly there. what he says, which I thought was funny. Oh, what does he say? Perfect. Has, tastes like chicken. Oh, yes, And I thought that was a line where I'm like... Why would a shark ever say it tastes like chicken? Yeah, because a shark is uh, going up, you know, to coastal cities. Uh, maybe they've had a seagull before, and uh, they've heard from a peer that, like, who has had chicken, that, like, oh, seagull also tastes like chicken, and then, uh, you know, I think it's plausible. Sharks are eating chickens. Maybe, but he seemed to have a pretty good knowledge of it. Um, <laughs> and then the Oscar pops up. And Frankie's had enough of it, so he goes chasing after after him, and uh, goes through a series of little cuts and you know, uh, just good chasing until an anchor falls on Frankie, and vavoom, it looks like there's a new shark slayer in town. Right on him, fucking this massive anchor just falls right on him, and then then nothing. Like uh, first of all, how deep? I guess it's not that deep. That these people are, unless the because that that looks like an average size kind of anchor, which you think would be uh, for like an average size boat. I you don't, know how big of a boat yeah. would be going in those waters? I don't know. And also, like no nothing else human ever comes back up besides this one anchor. But it takes out Frankie, and guess what? Frankie's uh, kaputs. Kaputski finito. He's dead. And is it Bert and Ernie that come back? Be like Oscar. Bernie and Ernie. Catch. It's not Burton. <laughs> Bernie and Bert Ernie. Burton Ernie, Ernie, baby. Burton Ernie is the people from that uh, uh, Sesame, Sesame Street. Street. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A little mix up. Um. So they pop up. They see the dead shark. They see Oscar, who's already inflating the story to be big old shark, nineteen thousand feet long. And uh, pumping up his numbers, talking about how he—he's already has a crowd out in front of him, and he says, oh, "What's the line? I love the line." He says where he goes to his biceps, and he goes, "Oh, you want some of this? Well, he's got a brother, and he lives over here, and it's time for a family reunion." <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> Gotta pull that one off more often. You should. Um, There's a couple lines that, uh, yeah, you should bring that one up, especially when you're going to get into a fight. Cam, you get in a lot of fights yeah. these days. Before Muay Thai practice, Muay Thai. you yeah. should uh, say that. Like, you know, I don't know if you and your opponent, like, bow in or, like, hand tap or something. You should taunt. I like that idea. Instead See how that would work. Bow yeah. Is, I just got to figure out the line for the good bicep curl and work off that. That's all it is, so, right? Then he's getting sponsorships from Gup, next thing you know. Sponsorships from Coral Cola. Um, there's a bunch of other fun ones. I think don't, that don't forget his uh, front page paper on News Reef magazine. Or What's old, that in reference to? Say Newsweek. Oh, okay. So Coral Cola, Gup, Fish King, which is Burger King, Old Wavy, and News Reef. 
are some news, of the ones that popped up. News there. Reef, and they're all telling us the same thing, right? The Shark Slayer. The Shark Slayer is here. The Shark, Shark Slayer, Slayer is here to save us. And the Shark Slayer was supposed to actually be the original title of the movie, but um, before they started like promoting it, they changed it out to Shark Tale because that would be more conducive to children. Shark Slayer may be a little too scary. Definitely. So, um, next up, you got Crazy Joe, one of the best characters in the show or one in the movie, the who is a hermit crab who says that he is his financial advisor. Um, Sykes, who comes back in and says he's going to be his manager, they decide to split 50-50 for all the profits they're going to be making off of what I am unsure. Well, I think like um, ad advertisements. We see Preparation O, which is like a Preparation H type product, but with for Oscar instead. Yeah, I hear you. I mean... Let's hope that lasts because now somehow he's in the top of the reef. The rent at the top of the reef has opened up. He's hosting parties, giant lava lamps. He's got he's um, got lava lamps the size of the 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 the, the, the room. Yeah. And Cam, you know he's I a, like me a lava lamp, but I gotta say that's a little too big. I did beg to differ. So you beg to differ. Is, you would have a whole room beg- in your house dedicated to one single lava lamp. Why not? That's a good point. You got me there. So, plowing ahead. Um, he's the star of the town, but we shift back to the shark den, the Titanic, the SS Titanic, where the funeral is going on for Frankie, uh, where they throw him off the ship, which I found pretty funny, wrapped up, um, as if he's going to go somewhere, right? Or it's almost like a, it's like a Viking funeral, but, uh, yeah. but for... <laughs> a shark. Uh, this is where we also meet another character named uh, Don Ira Feinberg. Is that the one who sings the song? He's like, I could fly high. In the yeah, sky. he has the he has the real smoke. Yeah. He has the real smoky voice. Oh, a great um, character. So he's the um, one who informs Lino that there's hey, there's some kid in the reef claiming to be your uh, to like to. Be Frankie's killer. Oh, come uh, on. You got to give a little more justice than that to the scene. He goes, we're on the street. I know the guy who took out Frankie. <clears throat> they call him the shock slayer. That's pretty good. That's a what good a Feinberg. Scene. That's a good Feinberg. You know, Feinberg, though, we are on a diff- an odd name for a mafia don, uh, one could say, because his old name um, or his previous name was actually changed because it was just too goddamn Italian. That's right. Um, the character was actually named Don Breezy, Don Ira Breezy. Um, but there was pressure by, and this is a real thing, the Italian Institute of America, which is an organization which protests Hollywood's stereotyping of Italians as mobsters and gangsters. Uh, this a particular organization came down hard on Shark Tale because pretty much every single Italian uh, thing is kind of present in the way as, but when it comes to just all of the, the gangster characters. Lenny does not possess a lot of those like, hey, tough guy, Italian shit, but pretty much everyone yeah. does. So um, if you are um, Italian or something, or uh, we, this might not be the film for you. That's, that's now, all I'd I also like say. to point out they did make a bunch of changes to appease the anti-Italian defamation league. And even after they made all the changes to appeal them still disown the movie. So if you're a big anti-Italian defamation league guy, um, just know that you can't legally own the movie. 
Actually, this that 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 uh that's actually a little more interesting because that means that they made a bunch of changes to satisfy the Italians. My question is, how <laughs> Italian stereotypy was this movie before they made all these changes? Oh, I hope they tripled down. Like, oh, every, everything was just like, hey, where's my pasta pazool? Hey, I'm hey, walking over here. Oh, hey. it's, it's it was gabagool. It was guys in wife beaters and gold yeah. watches. Playing uh, breaking pool and shit like that. Playing pool. Just. It was waste management. I'm sure there was a lot. I'm sure there were a lot of more uh, Italian stereotypes that would have been fantastic. Carpentry going on. You know, and although uh, on the one on the one side on one side of the room, you know, we do have this uh, this morning of Frankie. However, uh, at the top of the reef, uh, we're having a big old party to celebrate because you know, sort of Oscar is living the life. Um, he's having like this big housewarming party, I guess. He lives in the penthouse. Uh, maybe another question here that I just thought about How the hell did the anti Italian defamation league get a hold of the movie before it was released? Um, I think th- that happens, you know, like you know, what you like screeners and things like that, or like the FCC, they give uh, maybe, maybe it was more of like a script thing, like they had to approve the script first. Uh, or like you know the know. Uh, as the script kind of became made aware of uh, things like that. I, I'm also you're also I'm not entirely sure, but there's always organizations trying to shit on our fun. Fair enough. Okay, plowing ahead because we've been we've been we're not even halfway through the movie. Actually, yeah, we're we might approximately be halfway through. Um, yeah. Okay. So like I was saying, Oscar's having this huge ass party. Everything looks great. All of his like one thing I like. <laughs> one thing I like was that we only we've only seen him interact with pe- um people at work and then people who are trying to kill him and then Angie. And so whenever there's like a party or situation like this, I never know. And this is like this happens all the time in movies. I never know who their other friends are. Yeah, like there's nobody else year. at the party is talking to them either. The characters are the main characters are the only ones who own interact. So my question is, it's like this this person's house, and this happens all the time and shit. And I always ask myself, like, who the fuck are these people? Like, who? Because who the fuck are these people? Where Oscar's like has no friends and one woman at work that's in love with them. It's just so weird. Anyways, um, Angie comes by. I gives guess him a this sh- would be the equivalent of like when the the SEAL team killed Osama bin Laden. Did. Um, hmm. did oh, we're the going right there. Go back home, and he was just like surrounded by those people at his house. And he's like, I don't know who these people are, but I guess they're all here because I'm the shark slayer. Yeah, Robert Robert O'Neill was the uh, the man who killed him. By the way, we uh, be tuned to subscribe to Spotify so you can get the exclusive Rogan content that you're looking for come December first. Uh, <laughs> You want to talk a little bit? About, you want to talk a little bit about that creatine vodka you've been working on there, Cam? That's uh, five grams of uh, creatine monohydrate per uh, per shot of vodka. How's how's that been? How's that been working out? Uh, not good. Uh, hmm. Testing's gone poor. Uh, my Shit. my guts are inside out. Uh, <laughs> I haven't shot a shot a solid log for weeks now, and uh, I have stopped taking it months ago. But Cam, so. but Cam, the pump. Unreal. The pump. Oh, unbelievable. unbelievable! Unbelievable. Stay tuned. We have more info on our creatine-based uh, vodka. But yeah, Angie's here. At the, Angie. Angie's here at the party, and oh, she gives the. She's got the shitty little old lava lamp. Oh, 
You should have known, girl. Um, and they do actually go onto the balcony. It is a nice view of whatever the fuck they're looking at. I'm not quite sure what they're supposed to be looking at. But it's like the rest of the reef, you know. Um, Angie, though, she's uh, she's thinking not only will this guy ask me out. No, 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 no. She's thinking this guy's going to propose to me right now. Right Better. now. Right now. Right now. She's like, this is he we're gonna go from not dating to engaged immediately. That's the plan. I love that, but it wasn't the plan, of course, because who else shows up but Lola? Um, here to interrupt any everyone's fun time. But before anything, you know, any sort of drama can erupt in this love triangle. Um, a shark shows up on the edge of the reef. And as soon as uh, we get no news and of that, that means Oscar's got a... one points to the yeah. shark's lair. Who else are you going to point to, right? It's like you seeing a ghost. You know, you see something strange in the neighborhood. Like, who Who's else are call? you going to call? Right? It's just sort of... It's it's sort of part of, part of his... Robert O'Neill, Navy SEAL. Paul... <laughs> yeah, when there's something strange in the neighborhood, call Robert O'Neill, Navy SEAL. Um, now, can't... <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna care. We're gonna pick back up on this uh, Osama bin Laden thing, maybe on a on maybe on a future episode. But we do. Oscar has to go to the edge of town to fight Lenny. Oh, sorry. Well, I guess he ends up running into Lenny. Right. He runs into Lenny, and they kind of figure out. <clears throat> excuse me. They figure out their. How can you put this? Their hmm. scam. They're gonna run. So they figure out. If you stay hidden from your family and I pretend to be the shark slayer, you know, we both end up on top here. So let's have a good let's have a good old rough housing. You look like you you scoop me up, you chase me through the, the, the coral reef, you know, then I throw you around a little bit, give you the old gabagool, and next thing you know, you're fucking meatball salad. <laughs> that line was cut, the gabagool line, of course. <laughs> yes. Um and Everything goes as planned. He, he tears him up. I think he does. Does he need to do any good wrestling moves? Is there any oh, any wrestling moves in this one? Uh, not really. Just some good old, uh, just some good old gra- ground and pound. There is, uh, there is one bit where he throws, um, he throws Lenny through a a billboard, and by doing so, creates the Jaws logo on a Jaws uh, billboard. Ah, there. Yeah, that was, uh, that. That, that was that was a that was a fun little. That was a fun little play, but yeah, they fuck around, and he th- he ends up throwing him down a thing like he's fucking like it's Gandalf. The o- the ode to Jaws again, um, referencing again Steven Spielberg esque. Um, I don't remember what you said about that, how the produ- production worked, but they connected all together. So we're doing it, baby. We're doing it. Anyway. They've, uh, the shark slayer is real. The whole town has seen it. There's no question anyone who thought it might be a scam has now seen Oscar, who doesn't surprisingly get any more famous after that, even though everyone has seen him. They're kind of just giving the pat on the back, like, way to go, Chief. Which it's is almost like which is you. almost like if you heard, you were like, hey, have you heard of this guy named Jesus? He walked on water. And then you're like, are you fucking serious? Are you serious? Oh, my sure? God. I can't believe that. Nothing in my life will ever be the same. And then three months down the road, he's like, hey, what's up? My name's Jesus. He walks across the water. And you're like, yeah, I knew you could do that. We're, yeah, we're well aware I would be, that you I feel can. like I'd be more Do you have amazed? any other tricks? This, yeah. I love the, uh, yeah, I love just the, the, the stupidness. <laughs> the gullibility of people. Gullibility, is that a word? If not, it should be. Yeah. Let's get the folks at the Merriam-Webster show 
to uh, to deal with that. Gullibility. I would love to know if it's a word. Gullibility. Oh, there was. Oh, there was something about gills that they mentioned where they're like. I don't remember. I'll, I think I'll come up with it in a minute. But yeah, something about gills where they they have a little play on gills. Anyway, so um, the town is saved. Oscar is the hero, but now the sharks mean a business. They're done oh, yeah, fucking so, around. And Lenny, of course, you know, he's disgraced. He can't go back. So we got to sneak Lenny into a little garage, right, uh, where he can just kind of hide away and hide out, where uh, Lenny uh, sits Oscar down. He's like, you know, I, 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 there's something I can't tell you. And Oscar says, you know, you can tell me you're safe here. And Lenny takes all of the, all of the pride that he has for himself um, you know, this is the most, sometimes some people would say this is the most difficult decision or the most difficult thing that a shark has to do in their, in their young lives. If it's something that they do, pretend to, to be through. a dolphin. And he says, Oscar, I am a vegetarian. Bike drop. It's exactly Oscar's now, reaction. Of obviously now, this is great news for a, a small fish. Now having to, uh, now having to hide, you know, when he's hiding his laughter, you know, which I guess the way they frame being a vegetarian, and this will come up later on, they almost frame it as if it's like coming out as gay. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Like, yeah, like, uh, the, like these fish, and this this will come out later at the end when him and his dad, him and Lino, are talking. Um, it almost feels like it almost felt like you know it was a moment he's coming out to his best friend, and uh, this wasn't just noticed by me, although it really fucking felt like it, especially if you watch it again. Um, actually, the American Family Association, they're a Christian conservative oh, organization. Um, they raised concerns about the film after release because they believed it was designed to promote the acceptance of gay rights by children. Uh, wow. By seeing somebody, a shark who's not like the other sharks, um, and be being comfortable with not being like the other sharks, you can certainly see where... I don't want to say they had a point, but because uh, the, the what their point is wrong, but uh, it does actually feel like that. It is the story about being comfortable with who you are and uh, not needing your parents' approval necessarily. Wow, what an interesting uh, stance they took, and what a sh like I feel like they really stretched that one out. Where they're like, "We think what you were implying by the shark, who went as a dolphin, decided not to eat meat, was pretending to come out as gay, and we don't support you pretending <laughs> to come out as gay and turning into a dolphin because the dolphin could represent." And you're like, "I think you're looking too deep into the shark tale." Or, or. Are, it, it was the message not deep enough, Cam? Because uh, anyway, because back at Oscar's apartment, uh, Sykes is psyched, and he's actually on the phone with Lino, um, going over, uh, you know, just kind of like gloating to him, right? Saying that, like, uh, based, I don't remember the line he uses specifically, but it's something around the lines. He didn't say "f you," but he says, "What's the word he says again?" It's like "screw you." Hey, screw, He does yeah. say he's, he does say he's untouchable, which isn't a Robert De Niro movie, I don't think. But uh, it is a mob movie, so I don't know. Maybe maybe there's a maybe there's a little tie there in the line. Uh, but Lino is just like, okay, give me give me Oscar on the phone. Sykes is like, fucking, there you go, right? And uh, he tells him, yo, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill you. Straight up, I'm and he says, going to kill you, "You ain't got nothing. You ain't got nothing." So they're gonna have a, a, a sit down, as they call it. 
We'll sit down. A sit down. The old mob sit down, of course. Uh, and just as all of this is kind of coming to its mount, of course, uh, sexy Lola waiting down there in the back, you know, because she was waiting for him because she said, and he said, hey, wait for me. Um, and this just kind of got my mind going, Cam. How do fish have sex? Have oh, you, um, I don't, I'm not smart enough to know this, to well, know these sort of I things. I believe what they do is they, they, like Lola would put her eggs on the ground and then basically uh, Oscar would bukkake them. Oh, no way. Then, okay, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. this whole time I've been trying to wonder how a fish could fuck. And for some reason, my mind it was like two sunfish. Like I pictured kind of like the weirdest look, kind of like fat, awkward things. Not, like how, yeah, not good and the only ones. way I could kind of make it like they 69 to completion. Uh, but nope. I guess that's not the nope. case. Maybe you can just no, kind of they, lay bukkake. the eggs on the ground, and then you come on, then you come on the eggs. Okay, that actually. Um, so, is that what Lola and Oscar were about to do? Um, like how do you ha- how do fish moment, have sex no, for because, pleasure? Well, because would Lola they sixty nine until completion? Now hates. I don't, you know, I don't really know her intentions. I think she would just have for the money. I don't think she cared so much about. She wait, no. She, well, she is a uh, dangerous. Super bad. Better watch out. Better She'll, watch take out. She'll take your cash. She's, She's a gold digger. Gold digger. Um, but now she's you know somehow she ends up working with the Sharkos. Um, yeah, well, well, no, we, well, no, we find that out. Oh, are we skip. We ahead? find that out way skip later. Ahead. No, but yeah, we move back to the garage where um, Oscar comes back to see Lenny, where he finds out that Angie has already found Lenny. Um and uh, kind of figures figures out the whole plot that you know he's not actually the shark slayer he's been lying this whole time, and uh, but they need to work out a plan because Oscar's gonna be dead if they don't have a plan. Yeah, I'm. I feel like I skipped over something here. Um, okay, right here. Okay, now let's piece it together. Right, so they're in the, the the where are they again? It's in like a janitor's closet. No, it's uh just like a garage. Okay. It's like a garage. Um, yeah. So they're in the garage. They're planning to out. They, I, I love Sebastian, the, the whale washing dolphin, first of all. Great mm. outfit. I don't know where you got the blue paint from, but done well. Um, Angie gets in a fight with, uh, what do you call it? Angie gets in a fight with Oscar. Mm-hmm. She leaves, and then you're kind of left with this sad puppy dog. Sebastian the whale washing dolphin who has to witness it all and that's where you really see how sweet of a girl this Angie girl is because she takes him in even though he's not accepted and Oscar's all over the place and he's angry and he wants to be a somebody and nobody likes a nobody and she goes I do which by the way setting your bar super low like I would I like somebody's I mean I don't not like nobody's but if I had to choose between a somebody and a not nobody come yeah. on come on angie you you were you deserve better than this girl yeah so angie um you know she she ends up i think the last time she talks to oscar before the next scene they're not in the best of spirits next thing you know the you know the mob works in specific ways and uh you know gabagool next thing you know you're in the back of the truck gabagool you know you're back in the truck, you know. Uh, but of course, Oscar doesn't know about any of this, right? He's just like, no, roll, rolling around the reef, checking out his own, you know, cola, coral cola, <laughs> billboards and stuff. Like, who is he? Is a fraud? 
That's all he is. Angie's the only person who ever cared for him who he is. He dumps Lola at his uh, cool... Gets rid of that At like his never-ending house party. He's like that level of fame. Or he's like that kind of famous. You know, like maybe, people who... Maybe it's not actually his house. That's also a thought. Hmm. Maybe it's just a rental unit? Well, maybe, no. Maybe it's just like a party that he's at. Yeah, we never... Like an angle. We never see him like sleep or make food. No, no. It's just an ongoing party... That he's but always also been a part like, of. Sleeping like, like, scenes aren't that interesting. Yeah, I kind of want to imagine like, uh, like I'm sure Logan Paul owns a property that's just always a party, like somewhere in the world. I don't know where. Like it's just kind of like there's always music, there's always drinks. It just never stops. You know, it's a Logan Paul yeah. party. Let's call it that. The Paul party. <laughs> so, the Paul party. He breaks up with her. Now, what's the occasion that gets him to go to the the mob boss? Does he get a so phone we're, call? So we're so we're back at the car wash, right? Where the car wash. Uh, Oscar oh, has said it, yeah, to yeah. himself, "You know what? He buys a nice flowers, nice set of chocolates, and he's like, you know what? Oh, because he's Andy in love. He's in love I at this feel point. Feel about yeah. it because he's in love after after. It's probably like six and a half minutes of movie goes by. Um, where Lenny? Yeah. By the way, we see Lenny doing a fantastic job as a dolphin. Uh, yeah, you know, putting makeup on, yeah, possibly yet again another kind of like whatever for means whatever. But then, um, we find out that uh, Angie's not there, she hasn't shown up for work, and the phones are going off the hook. Sykes is trying his best, um, but eventually there's a call for Oscar where, um, Don Lino tells him that, you know what, I've stolen Angie, and if you don't come to the, to the sit down, she'll be sleeping with the fishes, the dead there ones. There it is. There it is. Oh, yeah, because they have to say the dead ones. Because they're all uh, fishes, but I guess there are some dead fishes, which do you think you bury? Do you think they bury the dead fish? Well, no, as we see with Frankie, oh, yeah, they give him the Viking funeral. They throw him off the yeah. SS Titanic. <laughs> no, that, there's no way that could be the Titanic, though, because there's a yeah, reef. Yeah, it's supposed to be the Titanic. Yeah, but there's a reef. What Isn't, mean? like, are, don't reefs exist in, like, tropical climates, not... Fucking like no, like off the coast of Newfoundland. <laughs> oh, oh, we're gonna go ahead and pick out the things that don't make sense in this movie. Well, I'm just yeah, saying. I'm just few. saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, plowing ahead. We're not gonna dig into where the Titanic. I don't. So. I don't care where it is. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm I don't like, think it like, can be the Titanic. I would okay, say, is there like a famous boat that's a gone slinky, down? A slinky dragon fish would never, and I say never, meet up with the blue ocean. Swinger. Well, I'm just saying, okay, is there they, is there a is there a boat that's gone down like off the coast of Florida? What about the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald? Where's that plate? Where's the, that's 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 a boat. I've heard that song before. That's a boat. And he fell off the Edmund Fitzgerald. Yeah, it goes exactly like that. I'm sure. Yeah. The uh, so the we Edmund have we have we have to go we have to go to the sit down. Um. Because we do need to get Angie back, right? Where um, at the meeting we see all we see like all the other shark families. You know, there's like a hammerhead shark and sort of like other. Uh, there's like a great or other. There's like a killer whale looking thing, which I think yep. might just be a killer whale. Um, and uh, they're all terrified of Oscar. Oscar comes in with his shaking huge Pause dick him. energy. Um, the 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 definition of of BDE is yeah. Oscar from Shark Tale at all times. And they show him uh, Angie. They kind of give him the runaround. They're like, listen, you know, 
We'll take care of this. Gabagool, we'll get some spaghetti, have a little sausage. Gabagool, we'll, we'll go to the Olive Garden. Go to the Olive Garden. Uh, and get breadsticks. And he slaps his big old dong on the table and goes, you got nothing. Um, and he says, Lenny, scoop him up. And Lenny swims over, snatches up Angie, puts it in his mouth. And it's kind of like, I got this hoe, right? Um, and then um, I love this scene because he walks, he just puts his big dick energy all over the room. Oh, goes it's up so big. One of the it's sharks. so, oh it's my so God. big for you. It's so hard for you. And I th- what's the one line he uses? He's like, <laughs> and you don't say you understand unless I say you can understand. Understand? And the one <laughs> shark just passes out. Yeah, yeah. He's so afraid of this, uh, what do we call him? A blue cleaner? A cleaner fish? Blue cleaner fish, yeah. Blue streak cleaner. That's blue streak cleaner. And, uh, sounds like a, yeah. Sounds like a Ted but Nugent the- song. Blue streak cleaner. Blue streak cleaner. Blue streak cleaner. Anyways. They're so terrified that he's he's just whipping this energy around the room until Lenny can't hold his gut any longer and just like I did that one time in college. Oh, <laughs> just like that one time in college. He, so yeah, he spits Angie right back out along with this, uh, like, uh, like there's one that's like a, like a, like a, a like a, 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 a say, uh, like a flotation device. What are those called? You know, like the rings or whatever that you see at the beach or whatever like that. And then there's like one with like a piece of wood. He also, uh, he also throws out a license plate. Okay, I don't know if he knows that he threw a license plate. I threw a license plate. Of course, it's from Sportsman Paradise in Louisiana, dated 1973, uh, with the um, with the plate reading 007981. What do you think it is, Cam? What do you Nine. think it is? What do you think it is? If you've seen the 1975 Steven Spielberg classic Jaws, you will recall um, a scene where they approach a kid that has been spat back up, or at least half the kid, and uh, other contents from the shark's body includes a license plate from Sportsman Paradise in Louisiana, dated 1973, which reads 007981. Would you look at that? Would you look at that? Now the sham is gone. We... Lenny uh, starts going, oh, the horror, the horror, Um, which then Don Lino realizes, Lenny, hey, Pop. He goes, that's it. That's how we do it. Hey, Pop. And uh, shenanigans breaks out. Uh, the the fraud is gone. The shark slayer is 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 not real. Uh, Lenny's not dead. Uh, who knows what actually happened? It's it's all a sham. And he says, "Oh, I'm gonna get you." And the sh- chase begins. Uh, Lenny, I, I think all all the fish are safe except for Oscar at this point, who has to now make a mad break to pretty much solve this problem somehow. As only one shark, only Don Lino goes after him, which is very uncharacteristic in the Italian community for only one shark too. It should be all the sharks. I've seen enough mob movies to know that a hit is never a one-on-one thing. No. And they especially don't send out the Don to do it. You go, you know, get him. And then you send out your goons. There's so many goons. All those hammerhead sharks. The one that had the spoon in between its eyes, and then he couldn't see what he put on... 
His face? Like, what about that one? Classic scene. Um, He goes chasing after him. They go through a bunch of dips, dives. And and his officer going to get away. Well, you look at the time of the movie. It's it's about 85 minutes. You're pretty sure it's about the end of it. So... (laughs) You're you're thinking to yourself, it can't be much longer. It can't be much longer. This is obviously the climax where Oscar maneuvers him into the car wash. The whale where, wash. That's not the there's no wash, cars. The there's wash. no cars in the ocean, can there's the whale only wash. whales and they're like whale whale cars. He goes in the whale wash and scoops up what he thinks is Don Lino and ends up being Frankie. Oops. Lenny. Lenny. If it was Frankie, Frankie's dead. That would be a corpse. Oh boy, that of, would be that would be quite that would twist. be that would be horrifying. It, there would be like because its skin and bones would not be like you know they'd be deteriorating already, right? Parts of the flesh would be ripping off. It would be quite a scene. Putrid, also the smell of a dead shark. Don't know if you can smell underwater. Can fish oh, I guess smell? Sharks can. can we get well, that they, one? Can we get can that smell one? Sharks a mile away. <laughs> Is that what they say? Yeah. Okay. Taste blood a mile away or smell it. I don't know. Sense it. Um, but, you know, he does a little more gobbledygooling, you know, puts a little pastrami cheese at the end of the, uh, the whale wash. Oh, and there's some obvious- there's some Rigoletta. Um, they're singing Andrea Bocelli. And a little Rigatoni pops in the uh, picture. Oh, Rigatoni. Rigatoni. Tony. They're going back to the Olive Garden. <laughs> the Olive Garden says, "Sir, you didn't finish your all-you-can-eat salad." So I guess I'll have one more. I guess Next I'll have one know, more because when you're here, your family. And then right. the whole the rest of the movie, and then there's like thir- thirteen minutes of a movie where it's just kind of like an Olive Garden commercial. And then we cut back to um, Oscar and Lenny. They're both trapped, and this is where they both realize that they need to put their differences aside. So what if your son's gay? I'm sorry, I mean vegetarian. You can still love your son, even though he's gay. Sorry, I mean vegetarian. Vegetarian. You know, just because it doesn't matter what a person eats or who a person sucks. Vegetarian. Sorry, uh, yeah, sorry, what they eat. Um, All that matters is that they're your family. Who they love and what if they, if they love big cocks? Fuck! I mean vegetarian. Vegetarian. <sighs> oh, God. And like that, I think I, I think I got out of that one pretty smooth, eh? Yeah. Oof, yeah. Oh know. boy. Um. Anyway, they the Oscar then confronts Don Lino, who uh, I think they have some explanation. It's like it wasn't me who killed him. It was. It was the uh, it was an anchor that came down. Yeah, like, he does. So this is the big moment where, of course, so Oscar's being praised for now capturing two sharks, uh, yes. adding he, to a total. So they thought for. it was four. I guess they thought it was four total now, which I guess he should have taken credit for these two sharks, or at least uh, at least Don Lino. Um, but yeah, and then of course when Katie Current on the news is interviewing him, that's where he kind of comes out and he says, "No, I'm a fraud." Um, I forsake all the wealth. He didn't actually say that. I made that one up. But uh, he does forsake all the wealth that he acquired. And then he loses his Livestrong sponsorship. Yeah, oh, his Livestrong sponsorship was right out the door. Uh, The Nike PGA Tour golf game that they had about him, they stopped making that. Stopped making that. Uh, Netflix canceled a bunch of his upcoming specials. He actually, um, you know, we he, he, we had to cancel him from the two season of pod corporate retreat. He was Got our first choice over Dalia. He was our first choice. 
You can't find him on Twitter. Look, look, trust. Look up Oscar on Oscar the Bluefin uh, Fish on Twitter. You can't find him. He got banned. You, you can't find him. Banned. 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 Twitch Canceled. won't even let him. Uh, OnlyFans said no. Wow. <laughs> they won't even let him on their platform. Um, he, he can't even be an Uber Eats driver, but he does forsake all of these things and saying, you know, I, this, I'm sorry, but I brought you two together and it shouldn't matter if your son likes sausage or doesn't like sausage. And that was about being vegetarian and nothing to do about big old dicks. No, nothing else. Fuck, I said it again. Um, so, yeah. So we're good now. And of course, you know, we uh, we redeemed ourselves to the press. Well, Angie, say, lo- Angie loves good? us now. We good, we good. Sykes and Lino, they're on the same page. And it's just time to rejoice, right? Because the, the music starts pumping back in. We're into our final scene now, of course, you know, where we find out Oscar is now the male, or sorry, manager of the whale wash. Yeah, which I always thought, I thought that is like, why would you give this man the manager position? Obviously, he can't show up on time. He's done nothing to deserve this, but now he's the manager. Well, he brought peace to the city because the Sharks have agreed to never attack the reef or eat. I guess that would kind of be like, uh, that would kind of be like saying somebody telling you like, I'm a cannibal. And then you're like, holy shit, wait, what? And then they'd be like, oh, no, I'm not going to eat you, though. I just eat other people. And then you're kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's not like yeah, all the sharks All example. the sharks didn't agree to become vegetarians. They just agreed, hey, right. we're not going to fuck with the people in the reef before. But how would you That's have a, a shark point. over for dinner? Because they would want to eat, like, you know, like potentially your wife's best friend, your wife's hot friend, Suzanne. That's a good point. I didn't really think about that. It's like, okay, we'll go eat someone from the other reef then. It's yeah, like, we'll, we're that, we'll go. Yeah. That's Shark Tale too. Like, we'll go terrorize another reef and kind of like rape and pillage, as it were. But I guess we found out since sharks can't or since fish can't really have like fun sex, there's no real. I guess that's not a problem in the in that community. But he's the manager um, of the whale wash either way, and uh, we're wa- we're and then you know we have we have our big working at the car wash finale. Of course, we're washing whales. Christina Aguilera and Missy Elliott show up briefly. Uh, the shark yeah, slayer is there, of course, and everything everything's right in the world. Uh, the before we roll the credits. Wow. And that was our critical review of Shark Tale. I'm giving it a five out of five, or five clams out of five clams. Five, this, uh, yes, I think this is definitely five starfish out of five starfish. Nice. Um, Camel, at this point, I thought we could have gone for another maybe 25 or so minutes and maybe wrapped up a total, uh, the total length of, <laughs> of the movie. Yeah, it is only 90 minutes. The movie, and you know, we're here at 56 or 66. So. Um, yeah, if you can watch it as well, or just you know fill in the details yourself. Well, I think you know. I think what we've what we've given is you know the fact that you don't have to watch it because we've so succinctly sort of just wrapped it up. Um, for those of you wondering, any other details about the movie? Uh, the movie was made on a budget of seventy five million dollars. Um, the production actually began a year and a half before that shitty Finding Nemo movie, um, until it actually came out. It was the ninth highest grossing movie of the year. 
um, right uh, in right in front of Ocean's Twelve. It grossed three hundred seventy four million dollars. Three hundred seventy four point five million dollars. Ocean's Twelve had nothing to do with the ocean. Weird, eh? It's it's almost like the uh, and the and the entire movie. You know, it's I was expecting twelve oceans. I thought there were only four. Next thing you know, there's twelve. For uh, for reference, though, the highest grossing movie of the year was Shrek Two, that pulled in nine hundred twenty-eight point seven million. Number two was Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban with seven hundred ninety-five million, and Spider-Man Two was the uh, third highest grossing movie. So Shark Tale. Uh, yeah, I'd allow that. Yeah, Shark Tale was second highest grossing animated film of the year. Of course, the highest grossing movie came out one week later. And that was The Incredibles. <laughs> I like The Incredibles. So they they snuck in there right before, uh, right before. Is that Pixar or, or Disney? Incredibles. That's a uh, Disney Pixar. Yeah. Disney Pixar. And then what yeah, was I this one? <laughs> DreamWorks. DreamWorks. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Uh, remember, remember the the boy with yeah. the fishing pole. Mm-hmm. He throws in the thing. Got it. Yeah, I'm not so good with that kind of stuff. Well, Cam. Uh, great episode that was a fun little review that was a fun we haven't we haven't done this in a long time it was a lot of fun we got to do it again uh you know not our regular scheduled show however i think we but but i think we will have a regular scheduled show uh next week because cam we do have a lot to catch up on uh especially a lot of the seal team six stuff we let's re we we're really gonna have to get into that well, yeah, I read a whole. I've read two books on it now. So, um, oh wow, pretty, pretty two books. You had two books on one event that uh, that took like multiple s- events, but just SEAL Team Six shit. <laughs> and the other cool things they do around the world. That's right, mostly killing terrorists. Amen, brother. Well, that's all the time we have for this week's episode of Two Scenes Pod. Thanks for listening, folks. Remember, you can rate, review, like, and subscribe because the podcast is everywhere. It's on uh, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, it's on Stitcher Premium. That's how I listen to the show. Uh, shout out to Stitcher Premium for updating their shitty app. Um, much nicer nice. to use now. Never forget, people. The Katie Current was voiced by an Australian. Sorry. For Australian audiences, they didn't use Katie Current. They used Tracy Grimshaw, a famous Australian Channel 9 news anchor instead. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk soon. Bye, folks. Continuing tonight on Two Seas in a Pod. 96.7 on your... Two C's in a pod, 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 two C's just like two C's in a pod, two C's because we're two C's in a pod, two C's just like two C's in a pod, two C's in a pod at gmail.com.